to draw your attention to the banners on each side of the sanctuary to continue with this theme of life. We've kept some of the previous banners up of life on purpose. How many are doing well with that now? Living intentionally. But you'll notice these other banners is an acronym of life. Living in full expectation. That's so inclusive. But it does include not only a daily just enjoying life, the gift of life, but knowing our Lord is coming again. And I want to live in full expectation of that, knowing at any moment he may call his church away. How many believes that today? How many knows we got Bible for that? I want to ask you a question. What is it that has never been, but when it happens, it'll never be repeated? Well, the Bible gives us that answer. If you'll turn with me to Matthew chapter 21, excuse me, 24, verse 21. Stand with me one more time for the reading of his word together. Matthew 24, 21 and 22. As if you have a red letter edition Bible, you'll notice that these are the words of Jesus. For then there will be great tribulation. Such has not been from the beginning of the world until now. No, and never will be. And if those days had not been cut short, no human being would be saved. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be cut short. You may be seated. If the Holy Spirit will keep me on track, and I, I know he'll do his part. I just got to follow well. This thing called the Great Tribulation is one segment of an incredible future period of time. The Great Tribulation. Some of you are Bible scholars, at least in your, in your own rights. Some of you, this will be brand new information. A period of time given to the earth. And Jesus takes the time to accentuate one segment over another and calls it the great tribulation. For some of us that have some age, we can remember that local pastors, evangelists would come by and preach on the coming of the Lord with regularity. Some would say, my pastor preached on the coming of the Lord so often I felt like that's all he knew to preach. It seemed as though every time we got together and we were meeting Sunday morning and then Sunday night and Wednesday night and preaching the coming of the Lord, the coming of the Lord, the coming of the Lord. This great tribulation was so expressed that some would say, kind of like a childhood story of Chicken Little. Anybody remember Chicken Little? Henny Penny would say, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. Some object fell out of the sky and hit Chicken Little, Henny Penny. Got to be the sky. And looking for that, where it came from, everywhere we went, just, sky's falling. What are you talking about? Well, look up. 
And for a while, people looked up, and after a while, it's like, I don't, I'm going to get on the other side of the street. I don't want to hear it anymore. Reminds us of another example that Jesus also taught that the last days will be as the days of Noah. The days of Noah. For just a moment, can you imagine with me this boat being built? Some of you have traveled to northern Kentucky and gone through the replica of this massive ship. But can you imagine for 100 years, Noah being your neighbor? The sky's falling. One hundred years banging, hammering. He's taking my sleep. I want to move. What's that foolish old man doing anyhow? What in the world is that thing? Well, some of the kids say, he says a bunch of animals are going to show up in it one of these days. Really? 100 years? Can you imagine the conversations down at the local hamburger shop? Maybe going into a coffee shop trying to get some free Wi-Fi? What's some of the other stories? Yeah, these animals are just going to show up. The world's going to be flooded. I'm tired of hearing it. What a nuisance. And you could hear some of the others saying, yeah, you know, I, that was kind of cool looking at that thing. I mean, the massive trees. It would take them forever, and all of a sudden, sh- kaboom, in the ground. And then just chip, 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 chip building these ropes into other trees, standing these things again. I can remember these stories since I was in first grade. I'm an old man now. He's still working on that, that hammering. You see, when we talk about this expression, Jesus says, the last day shall be likened unto the days of Noah. Because all of a sudden... That which has been forecasted was happening. But maybe we forgot about the buildup, that incessant hammering. If I hear that hammer one more time, if that preacher preaches that way one more time, Older generations get with the younger. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Just ignore it. Just ignore it. Finally, the younger's like, hey, they got these cool new things called earbuds. <laughs> I don't have to listen to it anymore. The Great Tribulation, the first major sign. Is this thing 
called an abomination of the desolation. Well, what's that got to be? Do we even know what that expression is? Well, somebody said, I Googled it, and it says that there's going to be a temple for the Jews. Well, there's not one right now, so this must be just an old stupid story. But anyhow, the story goes on. This major event that the great tribulation has begun is this temple will have been erected and animal sacrifice once again being implemented just like generations way back then. And somebody walks in and finally says, I'm going to seize total control and defile it in every way. History does repeat itself. I'm not going to get into all of those things, but we understand according to Jesus... There will be another temple, and it will be desecrated. This great tribulation, in its description, the Bible's so precise, it gives us timelines. It will last three and a half years. For some of us with age, that seems like I blink and I lose five years. But when it's grinding... It seems like it's an eternity. Three and a half years. Well, the Bible's probably just rounding things off. Oh, contraire. Because the Bible takes the time with a gentleman from the Old Testament, Daniel, saying it will be 1260 days. This won't be like the rapture coming as a thief in the night. This is known that hammering, that Constant witness. Day one, day two, day three. 1,260 days, Daniel said. A time and a times and half a time, some of the language. John the Revelator echoes it to give us the second witness in Scripture. Saying, yes, it will be exactly 1,260 days. Three and a half years of the great tribulation. And we know we're in it when that temple's desecrated. Somebody walks in and says, don't worry about worshiping any other God. I am now God. The great tribulation. Well, it sounds like something Hollywood got a hold of. It sounds like something that some author just conjured up 1,260 days. It, It speaks of it being so intense that when it begins and it comes just like Noah's flood and that door closing on that craft... The Bible takes the time to say, woe to those women that are nursing children and pray that it doesn't happen on a Sabbath where you can't travel but a mile because you need to flee, you need to run. Don't grab your bags, just run! The great tribulation. We're being drawn there now. A gravitational pull, a magnetic pulling that just keeps pulling and drafting and causing players, individuals, laws, procedures to affect what is yet ahead. The Bible takes the time to say the deception will be so great that even those who remain upon the earth, known as the elect, oh, I, 
a pastor so-and-so, now he'll never be fooled. A sister so-and-so, she's a prophetess. She'll, she'll never be fooled. It will be so intense that even those so in tune with God could be deceived if those days wouldn't be shortened. Only by the grace of God. The deception, so intense. Individuals just every day now, it's worse than that hammering. It's just these people, oh, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. I'm prophesying this. I'm prophesying that. I don't want to hear any of this anymore. Today, we're used to cocooning. We'll get to our man cave or our she shack. I just want to turn it off. How many of you are now saying, I don't even listen to the news anymore? But what when you, what's going to happen when you can't run away from it? Pastor, what are you doing? I'm just preaching his word. This great tribulation, false prophets, with signs and wonders. Well, I thought that just belonged to God. Already we are moved with great angst listening to the news of the diabolical things that people do to each other now. The gruesomeness of murders. The slaughtering of not just one child, a whole household of children. And say, God told me to do it. The division, all the different terms that we use today to pit one another against the other to where we just are built up to a frenzy that we just create the most unimaginable things in our mind to play out. If I could just get to my game and just play it out digitally first. And yeah, the blood. Oh, the, the terror, yeah. And just putting it into the mind. And now we're hearing it come out in the news. We haven't seen anything yet. The great tribulation. The unleashing of demonic powers. Principalities. Spiritual wickedness in high places, getting the high ground, maneuvering, manipulating, causing things to align. The power given to these demonic forces. You can run, but you can't hide anymore. Where are we going to go? Have you ever been somewhere that's so evil that you can feel the evil? Can you imagine what's yet ahead? When the world has never known what's about to happen and it'll never be repeated. Pastor, you're scaring me. Good. Good. Well, Pastor, I'd rather you preach about the love of God. I am preaching about the love of God. The warning, that hammering, that witness. Well, we went to church this weekend. It didn't seem all that great. Oh, but it's that faithful witness. Somebody hugged me at church and just said they loved me. Man, that meant so much to me. Just that faithful fellowship. This worldwide horror, the suffering, the carnage, the distress, the loss of freedoms. We as American public, we don't want to hear about that. When you can't choose what you want to do anymore, to go where you want to go, 
to do it when you want to do it, spend the money that you've earned when those freedoms are removed completely. Wake up, church. The forces are at work now. That hammering, that constant witness, the despair. Can you imagine? Today we are dealing, as a pastor, I hear it every week. The anxiety of people now. Can you imagine the level of anxiety in the days of the great tribulation? Can you imagine the stress? Can you imagine the pressure in homes? Can you imagine, coupled with that now, not being able to get the help that I need? Well, I called the doctors, but I've lost my insurance. I've got insurance. They said they can see me 11 months from now. Shortages. Oh, we've had a little taste of it. Can you imagine the disruption to where I can't get my medicine anymore? I got to have it. Pastor, I don't like it when you preach like this. The immeasurable loss of freedoms, the immeasurable loss of properties. We've had this in our family bloodline for five generations, but it's gone. Well, I've got rights. Not anymore. Well, I, I, I had a nest egg. It cracked. Didn't he make a good omelet? How did we get to that level of deception? This is what we need to hear now because these things are coming. What will prevent me from being swayed? It's walking soberly, living in full expectation, staying close to the presence of God, honoring His Word when I feel like it, when I don't feel like it, staying in fellowship with those that we strengthen each other, where we pray one for another, that we we become friends one to another, say, you don't need to be doing this. How long has it been since you've had somebody come along and say, you don't want to go there? And you know that God himself is speaking through that person because they love you and say, you just don't belong there. You don't need to go to that party. You don't need to go with that group. Listen, you're getting with the wrong group. See, there was a time we heard these stories, but we don't hear too much. Well, you know, just do what you want to do. The concessions that we make now. The apathy that can slip in. How many of you with a raise of hands on many weekends said, I just don't feel like going to church? Raise your hands. Come on, raise your hand. Everybody. You don't think you think you're alone? You think you're alone? What do you think's causing that? Can you remember a time where I can't wait to get to church? I wonder what's going to happen. Boy, I hope pastor preaches good today. Man, I want to see them altars filled. I want to see lives changed. 
But if we're not careful, it's like, I just don't feel like going today. It's, it's those beginning things. Pastor, don't tell me I'm evil. I'm not saying these things. You've got to understand the outside forces. You've got to understand the spiritual warfare. You have to understand the diminishing of passion. The all of God, the wonder of God. And in these things, we got to understand there is something else about this perfect God we serve. In our awe and wonder, we must also never lose our fear of God. You know what I found in this book? That God has a righteous wrath. And we would have already experienced it if it hadn't been for Jesus. When he went to that cross, he drank another cup, the cup of wrath. He took it for us. And it has given us a time known as grace. But there's a tribulation coming. I have intentionally focused on those three and a half years known as the Great Tribulation for just a moment. we got to back up and say, but there's a seven-year period of tribulation. The latter half is known as the Great Tribulation. So there are these things building up. There is these horses taking off out of their stalls, a white horse that literally goes global. We typically talk about one rider, but you see, that horse represents personification. It means an ongoing conquering, conquering, and conquering again. This one conquering that. This one conquering this. All the political powers vying for position, jockeying for position. If we do this and team up here, uh, we'll gain this ground. and Then I'll stab you in the back and I want it all for myself. And it is this conquering and being conquered constantly. Which will lead to the second horse of war, of strife, of hatred, of just constant killing. Which leads to this other horse taking off. This Now everything's disrupted. You and I are not feeling the effects of the Ukraine right now. Just minusculely. But can you imagine when your power grids are down. And you go to grocery stores and there's nothing on the shelves. And now there's no hope that there'll ever be anything on the shelves again. The supply lines have been disrupted. We go into Walmarts and there's just nothing in the aisles. Pastor, you're scaring me. Good. Because these are the words of Jesus. And he doesn't lie. So these horses, as now that black horse takes off, and, and now just disruptions, shortages, recessions. People get a little crazy when they don't get what they want. It intensifies the war. It intensifies the hatred. Can you imagine the crime rates of the Great Tribulation? 
Oh, in the first part of tribulation, oh, uh, we got to find a leader. we got to find a leader. This guy's conquered more than anybody else. Maybe he's the answer. I don't care if it's American-made anymore. Uh, let's just get rid of it. We just, we just need some answers. I just want to go back to my man cave and watch the football game. There are real... So-and-so's dead? Who murdered who? The death rate's so high, the crime rate's so high, the pale horse comes out, and it's just an accumulation of all these other things. When the Bible takes the time to do math for us, and one-fourth of the planet will be dead. Quick math, can you imagine? Two billion people dead in just a short period of time. Can you imagine the news? Can you imagine even wanting to talk to your neighbor? Can you imagine getting out and just doing routine life? Can you imagine trying to go on vacation anymore? These things that we've known. Never has been and never will be again. The wrath of God being poured out upon the wicked. So why, why preach this? Pastor, it's a new year. Come on, man. It's a festive time. Resolutions. We're all going to take a pill this afternoon and wake up 50 pounds lighter tomorrow. <laughs> That's where we've got to. See that hammering? Still going on. Well, you know, churches used to have revivals for a week, two weeks, six weeks. That just got to be old. The fear of God cannot be lost. There is hope when you preach. I, I like how the Church of God puts it. I don't do a lot of denominational statements. But in opening up its, its doctrinal positions, it says, we believe in the whole Bible, rightly divided. I'm glad we're being warned. Yes. I'm glad there's a hammering going on that reminds us there's an eternity. I'm glad that the Word of God tells us that this God keeps His eye upon the righteous. Luke 21, again the words of Jesus, pray that you can be found worthy to escape these things that are coming. Would you stand with me?